Hello and welcome to Opinions and Beer. I'm your host, Adam. With me also is our co-host, Tyler Phillips. And also is our guest host, Edray1416. Hello. <laughs> Anyways. What happened to your catchphrase? Hello, losers. No, I I, I screwed him up. I, I got him all mixed up. I did it on purpose so he can't call our <laughs> so that he can't call our people losers. He had to he had to introduce himself. Yeah, because people are losers, but I don't mind introducing myself for them. <laughs> you know what I don't mind introducing? The, I don't mind introducing this uh The beer of the day. This pineapple and pink gava. Ghost or goose. Ghost, goose, whatever it's called. What is this by Crushy? This is cr- this is called Crushy. I think this was brewed for Valentine's Day, but Crushy's odd side. It came out uh, early. Came out early. It's odd side the brewery. Yes, this is uh, this is brewed by Odd Side Brewing Company. This is a ghost or goose. This is listed under historical beer. Is what uh, is what a ghost is. So we're gonna tell we're gonna we're gonna do what the official uh, the the official uh, you know description of a ghost, and then we'll crack right, this well, bad boy. We'll right talk. here on the side of this beautiful can, it says uh, a wheat ale brewed with coriander and sea salt, fermented with pineapple and pink guava. 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 Typically yeah. citrusy and crisp with a slight tart finish. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that everything on this can is as, as advertised. Now, the overall impression should be a highly carbonated, tart, and fruity wheat ale with a uh, restrained coriander and salt character and low bitterness. Very refreshing with bright flavors and high uh, attunation. Uh, appearance unfiltered with a moderate to full haze. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a beautiful haze right there. Let's see. Uh, medium yellow color. Aroma, light to moderately fruity aroma of palm fruit. Light sourness, slightly sharp, noticeable coriander, which can have a, an aromatic lemony quality. Interesting up to a moderate light bready doughy uh, flavor, moderate to restrained, mouthful, high to very carbonated. A uh, bunch of stuff. Well, anyways. Well, everything you just described is what I'm seeing in my glass and what I'm smelling in my glass. Yeah, it looks like the... Um, I can get that coriander. I can get that lemony hint they were talking about. It's actually really, really good smelling. Or it smells really, really good. Oh, yeah. So, this particular beer is supposed to be pineapple and pink guava. What does guava taste like? Ah, well, guava is a very small but sweet fruit. Yeah, I thought about making a um, a bubblegum guava be- uh, sour coming up uh, in, in, a, in a month or two. I'll probably try to make a... My first sour. Well, you know, don't don't forget that uh, that pickle and tomato beer we talked about. Yes, <laughs> pickle and tomato. <laughs> but uh, but anyways, you want to uh, go ahead and try and see what odd size up to? Oh yeah, let's let's give this thing a taste. It smells yeah, uh, very lemony. Taste of uh, light coriander and sea salt. Oh, you definitely get the pineapple and the guava in there. Oh yeah. Uh, pineapple more so. That's like, like on the exhale, definitely you get more pineapple. Yeah. That's actually a really good beer. Like um, I'm, I'm, I'm digging this. I'm digging this 100. percent 
You're a ghost guy, though. Yeah, we we decided you're 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 kind of a ghosty guy. I'm definitely a ghosty guy. <laughs> the, uh, uh, yeah, uh, so crushies, uh, ghosty style. Uh, coriander. Get the high carbonation. It's like all- they were talking about that lemony, that lemony tang that comes in after you take a good drink of it. Yeah. The flavor should be moderate to restrain, but noticeably sourness, like a squeeze of a lemon and iced tea. Uh-huh. How do you, how you feel about this, Ed Ray? I, f- I think it's a perfect lemony beer. I'd give it an 8 out of 10. I'm going to give this a 10 out of 10. Oh, shit! It's, hey, for everybody else out there, all the, the IPAs and the stouts that we've drank and all the other ghosts, this is a 10 out of 10 right here, guys. Y'all, y'all, need, to, y'all need to up y'all's game to hang out with... Uh, Oddside's Crushies. Where is Oddside located? Oddside in Grand Haven, Michigan. Michigan beer. Or Michigan ghosts. You know what I mean? Man. That's uh, that's really good. Yeah, I'm going to give this... uh, I'll give it a 9 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah, this is like... I can drink this every day. It's It's very drinkable, very refreshing. Yeah, like especially like on a hot work day... Like like trying to like try to try to pour down three of those stouts on a hard work day, you know what I mean? You're gonna, yeah. you're gonna get sick to the stomach. These things right here, you could drink them all day. Um, let's. I'm gonna see. give this the old Texas try. Give it the good. old Texas try. Ah. Oh yeah, that pineapple-y, tangy. Fruity. Oh, man. That's a good beer. A good beer. Very good. Very solid. <clears throat> All right. So, um, um, I see you breaking out the phone. So, yeah, the I was, people at home, we need to know that that's a, that's a sign that we're fixing to have a talk about something. Well, I was, um, I was trying to uh, find the correct uh, thing. It seems Ooh, uh it's got a nice can open. It so. seems uh IMDB changed their uh f- their website format once again just to annoy me. <laughs> oh, they specifically thought about you. They said, "You know what annoys you know what annoys Adam? Changing our website." Oh my goodness. Where is the uh, United States? It's in the the use. The use. You know, first of all, all you websites that do this correct politically correctly, United States goes up top. All this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you put you put the United you sound States. Sound like Sylvester Stallone trying to read slam poetry. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, I guess we'll just do the coming soon, and just uh, it will figure we'll, we'll figure out past April the best we can. But uh, anyways. Before we do uh, what we're doing today, we're basically going to look at uh, most anticipated. We're looking at the most anticipated movies uh, of 2022 and try to you know you know try to give us a top five. Like we're going to come up with our top five movies coming out that uh, in- that pique our interest the most. And I'll go through the list of movies coming out uh, this year. All right. But before that, I got like a weird story. I had a uh, I had a Children of the Corn incident happen to me recently. As in, like you met them, or you met something like them, or you watched it. Or I, uh, I it was an experience. I was driving in the backwoods of uh, of Vider, 
I was over in Jap. Not a good place to be. I was over in the Jap Lane area. Oh yeah, the place everybody thinks is haunted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I, uh, I'm driving through, and I'm, I'm kind of go- going through some of the uh, the uh, was uh, the neighborhoods, and out comes a uh, a child and stands in the middle of the road, <laughs> and uh, he then starts screaming at me. <laughs> just fucking screaming, run me over! <laughs> like what the fuck? I don't know what to do. And and being the materialistic person that I am, I'm just like, I hope he doesn't throw a rock at my car. <laughs> like I just like, like what the fuck? I just don't want him to. I don't want him to throw. And I'm the type of asshole thinking, yeah, go ahead and throw a rock at my car. I'll make your wish come true. I run your yeah, ass I over. Run your fucking ass over. And I turn. There's more kids coming. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like I'm like I'm just like. Go home! <laughs> like, go, just go home! Children of the road. Yeah, children of the road. Orphans uh, of the highway. Uh, <laughs> do you ever get, like, weird? Or, like, like I just don't know. Uh, having kids of my own, I, I never want, like, some, like, fucking dude or some, like, a, like a grown-up that isn't me, you know, messing with my, like, angrily messing with my children. So I never know. I, I always feel awkward in a situation where, like, there's children involved. And I'm like... They're doing something uh, painfully annoying. You ever seen, I'm pretty sure all of us here are adult enough to say, who's seen Finding Nemo? Yes. You remember the seahorse? Remember how quick he was to snap on his kid? Yeah. He's like, Sheldon, you get out of Mr. Johansson's yard right now. That's how I am about it. Mr. Johansson comes out of his his house yelling at my kid. There's a pretty damn good reason why Mr. Johansson's yelling at my kid. <laughs> my kid's a little shit. <laughs> I'm one of the few people who will admit it. Like, nobody in the world will admit that your kids are little shits. Like, we had, like, a bullying incident happen in our school. And, like, me and my wife had to go and talk to another parent and their kid. Because their kid was picking on my kid. But, like... The woman sounded like a complete idiot. Yeah. She was like, oh, I just can't believe that he would ever do anything like that. And it's totally not in his nature to do stuff like that. And I'm like, is he a human being? (laughs) And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, then it's totally within his nature to do stuff like that. Yeah. Like, just admit that your kids are little shits, you know? Like, these little little kids begging to get run over, they're just, you know... (laughs) Ride me over! It was like they were just screaming at me. Ride me over! What's gonna happen is it's a tragic story. I, I hate to say it, but they're gonna run to the wrong person who's just like run you over, huh? <laughs> yeah, fuck it, fuck it. I don't have anything to live for. Uh, Ed Ray, how would you deal with uh, with uh, someone's children uh, poking you, poking the bear, so uh, so to speak? Well, it depends on what they do first. And I mean, you gotta give them some leeway. They're kids. No, yeah. Like, I'm not just gonna run up and fucking right jaw sock a fucking toe. <laughs> <Yeah. No. laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna punch them. It's like, if if I'm they just, try something, I'd get out of the car. I'm just like, I'm just like I wrote down my window, uh... Go home! Go home! I just go home! I don't know what to do. Well, if a kid tried something with me, I'd get out of the car and... Give them one warning saying, hey, get off the road or I'm going to find your parents. <laughs> well, obviously he's on the fucking road. They don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> they don't give a shit. You're going to find your parents. You're going to be like, hey, your kid was on the road. And they're going to be like, oh, I was wondering where he was all day. Yeah, I was wondering. More along oh. the lines, I'd slap the dad. <laughs> yeah, he's he's out uh, He's out trying to get hit by a car on purpose. <laughs> he's out trying to get run over. 
Anyways, speaking of Children of the Corn, we got some movies coming out this year. Uh, we're going to go through uh, the shit that it says. So here we go. Starting in January and going forward, let's, uh, we're going to say what, what sounds interesting. Uh, first up in January, uh, which uh, January? Yeah, uh, Operation Fortune, Ruse de Guru, some French movie starring Jason Statham, and uh... <laughs> yeah, you know, because that's high up on my list, man. Got to go watch some Jason Statham. Movies. I feel like he, I feel like he does uh, a lot of the same movies over and over. He does all of the same <laughs> movies over and over again because he has one acting style. Now he used to he used to do more. I mean, Snatch was different, huh? His the first like his like like okay the first time you ever saw Jason Statham you were like oh a British man with a Cockney accent who's really tough and good at martial arts and then you watch the second Jason Statham movie and you're like okay British guy Cockney accent good at martial arts and then you watch the fifth and sixth and you're like British guy Cockney accent good at martial arts to be f- he didn't fight in um in uh in Snatch. Well, Snatch was a different kind of movie compared to most of the trash that he makes. <laughs> Out of all the trash, which franchise is, uh, is his best? I'd say, like, honestly, like, out of all the crappy movies that Jason Statham has made, like, for entertainment value alone, I'd say either, like, Transporter or Crank. I know it's them two versus each other, huh? Because, like, those are the ones that he's, like, mainly known for, yeah. like... If you mentioned the uh, the Expendables, everybody's going to talk about Sylvester Stallone exactly. and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Chuck Norris being in that movie. But, for, but Jason Statham, when you say Jason Statham, people think of one of two movies. They're like, oh, Transporter or Crank? Yeah. Ed Ray, any fan of uh, Jason Statham movies? Uh, I've seen one. I've seen, <laughs> seen them all. Yeah. Uh, next up is Redeeming Love. <laughs> A chick flick? A chick flick. Anyone... Let's see. Uh, well, I'm probably gonna have to watch it. Abigail Cohen and Tom Lewis. Oh look, uh, what's her name? Uh, the you know who that is? Famaki Johnson. But she was. Um, she was uh, 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 fucking uh, Wolverine's girlfriend. And everybody's girlfriend. Yeah. X Men. X Men movie. All right, so I'm probably yeah. gonna have to see this movie just because I'm married. Sold into prostitution as a child. Angel, Angel knows nothing but betrayal. Can her heart ever be mended? Oh, yeah, no, no. I'm definitely going to have to watch this one. <laughs> uh, next up, The King's Daughter. King Louis the uh, X10, uh, 14. Uh, 14's quest for immortality leads him <clears throat> to capture and steal a mermaid's life force, a move that is further complicated by his illegitimate daughter's discovery of the creature. Yeah, that's kind of boring to me, too. Oh, Pierce Brosnan. That doesn't change anything. That's King Lewis! Pierce Brosnan, the worst James Bond. Whatever! Oh, my God. He doesn't have the Scottish I think he's better than uh, uh, Daniel Craig. Well, everybody's better than Daniel Craig. That's a really low bar. (laughs) He's better than Daniel Craig, James Bond. Daniel Craig, James Bond's like the lowest James Bond. Oh, look, who's a Bing Bing fan? Wasn't she? Is she? Uh, she's someone famous, huh? Bing Bing fan. She's the mermaid. Bing Bing fan's the mermaid. She was in X Men as Blink. I thought I thought she was a uh, Mulan for some reason, but maybe not. Yeah, probably. probably. Anyways, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, next up, Mor- Morbius. 
I'm look. I'm not excited for it because as much as many comic book IPs as they're turning into movies right now, I don't feel like some guy sitting in some Hollywood executive booth is like, oh yeah, Morbius. I know all about him. <laughs> like I, I think this is just one that they're just kind of schlocking together. Me personally, I I, I could be wrong, but at the same time, uh, is Jared Leto finally gonna get his uh, his comic book role that doesn't get him shit on? Yeah. You think this is it? You think uh you think more <laughs> you think he can do a good Morbius? You think he can do a good Spider-Man villain? <laughs> Definitely couldn't do a good Batman. Well, technically, villain. I mean, I mean, is he a Spider-Man villain? He's te- technically in, in all these they're doing these weird anti-hero movies well, where Yeah, well, yeah, Morbius has always been like a villain/anti-hero, but he is in Spider-Man's Rogues Gallery. Yes. So He's in, uh, apparently I think uh, Blade is supposed to make an appearance in the in this one. Yeah, which would be cool. That's going to be cool. Because Morbius was supposed to make an appearance in the old Wesley Snipes Blade movie, which yeah. is like it comes full circle. Yeah. If you buy the DVD director's cut, there's a scene where Blade's walking down the street and he looks up at the top of a building and you're supposed to see Morbius standing there. Yeah. Morbius. Uh, next up, Jackass Forever. Of course, number one movie on my list to see. You know, <laughs> I, the, my fucking heroes are making another movie. Of course I'm going to go see that uh, one. What's your, what's your thoughts on the uh, <clears throat> the decision to... Uh, leave Bam Margera out of the um. Get your shit straight, man. Yeah, get your shit straight. You know what? My, I have never had thirty six million dollars, and I've never had like my own TV show. But my entire life dealing with addiction and depression, everybody's just kind of told me to get my shit together. So get your shit together, dude. Yeah. It was the Rick and Morty quote: "Get it all together, put it in a backpack, get it together, so that you have it in one spot. Get your shit together." Oh yeah. Next up, Moonfall. Uh, we watched the tra- trailer of this the other day. Um, basically, the moon is hollow, and uh, it's coming apart, and uh, it's hitting Earth. It's pretty much just an it's, it's pretty much an apocalyptic uh, movie featuring uh, Halle Berry, is uh, it like Patrick a Wilson. No, it's very serious. Okay, <laughs> like a hollow, hollow Earth. Uh, the world's uh, the moon. Hollow oh, moon. The oh, world's coming to an end. <laughs> I think I think the whole gimmick is that. Oh, the moon has hit Earth before. Like there's school buses, like there's school buses or some shit on the moon, and they're like, "Oh my God, it's hit uh, Earth before." Okay, so okay. <laughs> and, uh, no, once again, still not high up. On who my made list. this? Oh, look, uh, it's another Roland Emmerich film. Who did uh, Day After Tomorrow? Independent. Uh, he writer for Independence Day. He just likes doing apocalyptic movies where the Earth yeah. gets messed up by forces. <laughs> it's like that's what I'm good at. Next up, the black phone. After being abducted by a child killer, a child killer, and locked in a soundproof basement, a 13-year-old boy starts receiving calls on a disconnected phone from the killer's previous victim. Oh, a child killer. Okay, a person that kills children. Mm-hmm. So the victims are calling a 13-year-old boy who's locked in a soundproof basement. That's uh. It's an interesting premise, I guess. I guess. Ethan Hawke is... I guess, is, is, is Ethan Hawke the killer? Yeah, the grabber. The grabber? Ethan <laughs> Hawke's a good... I'm the grabber! I'm gonna grab you! Who's the, who's gonna be the... Uh, the I guess it's... The it, kid? The kid. Yeah, it's probably one of these kids. Anyways, right all the kids... Are, Ethan Hawke as the grabber seems interesting. Okay. Uh, next up, Black Light. Another uh, Liam Neeson movie. No. No, I've already... Look, you scrolled past it and already read this. And I, Travis Block is a government operative coming to terms with his shadowy past. You mean taken. 
When he discovers a plot targeting U.S. citizens, he finds himself in the crosshairs of FBI director he once helped protect. Yeah, it's, it's taken. <laughs> this, is, this is taken. This is another Liam Neeson movie where he's probably going to make a dramatic phone call and be like, I don't know if you know who I am, but I have a particular <laughs> set of skills. <laughs> Skills that make me a nightmare to people. Oh my god. That's hey, you know what? Uh Liam Neeson's another one that makes uh, a lot of the same movies now. Well like, yeah, because he had a bunch of epic movies in his early career from things like Rob Roy to like, you know, all Lame sort- Mads. Yeah, and then all, <laughs> all of a sudden he's just like, I'm Mr. Kung Fu. <laughs> Uh, yeah, violence. Let's stay in the movies. <laughs> uh next up an animated Catwoman movie. Gotta see that one. Death on the Nile. It's a sequel to uh, the train movie with the uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Did you Uh, ever watch Murder on the Orient Express? I couldn't. I couldn't get on. I understand. Death on the Nile is a sequel. Uh, Marry me. Marry me. If that song is not in this this movie, then it doesn't deserve it. Owen Wilson. Wow. Is that Owen Wilson and Owen Wilson? Owen Wilson and I guess Jennifer Lopez. Uh, music superstars Cat Valdez and Bastien are getting married before a global audience of fans. But when Cat learns seconds before her vows that Bastien has been unfaithful, she decides to uh, fucking. Why don't you just include it on the one thing? Good Whoa, God! No, we don't need that whole. Thing. <laughs> Anyways, I'm passing on that. Marry me. Uh, <laughs> the amazing Maurice. Amazing Maurice. This looks alright. It's a cat. The story follows Maurice, a streetwise cat who has the perfect money-making scheme. He finds a dumb-looking kid who plays a pipe and has his very own horde of rats, who are strangely, who are strangely uh, literate. literate. So it's about a kid with smart mice and a cat. Whatever, I might check it out. Oh look, Hugh Laurie, uh, uh, House. House is the fucking cat. House is the cat. It's fucking good. Uh, back back to marry me. What are your thoughts about Owen Wilson? Um, he's one of the weaker of like the Ben Stiller comedy group du- group dudes. Like he's one of the weaker ones on that list. Like, <laughs> look, the only reason why Owen Wilson is funny in things like Zoolander is because he's working off of Ben Stiller, in my opinion. Like, the character Hansel on his own in a vacuum is not that funny, but when paired up with Derek Zoolander, Hansel is actually pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, Owen Wilson or Luke Wilson? Definitely Owen. Definitely Owen. You can't just throw a Luke Wilson in there and be like, oh, hey, Luke, can you say wow? Can you say say wow? (laughs) Jesus. Anyways, uh, the devil's light. There's not even a picture for it. A, ne- a nun prepares to perform an exorcism and comes face to face with a demonic force with mysterious ties to her past. Who, who writes? Who writes these fucking synopsises? What about love? A love movie featuring um, uh, uh, Sharon Stone and Andy Garcia. Where's the top building? Is it like? A, no, is like a? Is like old people? In love or no no it's some okay it's a uh, they're just top billing so someone, it's just like whatever the main character got paid I think this guy is the main character he just got paid less than the uh, than the top billing people yeah. <laughs> uh, ambulance 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 two robbers steal an ambulance after their heist 
goes awry. <sighs> I mean, no. oh, Jake Gyllenhaal. He's probably gonna like freak out in the movie, which is good. He, uh, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal freakouts are good. Yeah, I think I think uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is the uh, like the main, like the bad guy that talks. Um, you're you'll Adul Mati the second into uh, into doing the heist. It's like one of those where they probably have to turn on each other at the end. Alrighty, uh, dog, dog. This is. Is this Channing Tatum? Oh yeah, no. Me and Tamra, me and my wife, would both want to see this movie. Oh, the dog movie? Yeah. Briggs, who alongside his companion Lulu, a Belgian Malinus, haul ass down the Pacific coast in time to catch their best friends and handler's funeral. Interesting. And the dog's like a pain in the ass. It's like a Starsky and Hutch thing. Uh, this already came out. Rumble. Yeah, I saw the. I saw the. Yeah, it was, it's on a uh, Paramount Plus already. So. The Ghost of Borley Rectory. What? The Ghost of Borley Rectory. What a shitty name. Borley Rectory. Uh, Harry Price investigates the Ghost of Borley Rectory during his stay there. What the fuck is a rectory? You see? I'm like, I'm already already lost here. (laughs) Is it like a hotel? It's like a, a rectory. Rectory. Ed Ray, what's a rectory? A rector's house, a Church of England benefits held by a rector. Old French, it is French. Look at that. Everything's All right, French. so um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, <laughs> don't care. Uh, Uncharted. Look, man, if you're gonna put Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland in the same movie, the the thing that you put them in was gonna completely, you know, there is no such thing as a good video game movie yet. We got good comic book movies, finally. It took us a hundred years of filmography to get good comic book movies. Maybe one day we'll get a good video game movie. I'm not putting all my poker chips in that this Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg Uncharted is going to be the one. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I just don't see Tom Holland as uh, Drake. He's just like too young. He's to, young Drake. He's young Drake, but at the same time, it's like <laughs> it's too like, young. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's kind of like when they did um, Young Indiana Jones. Well, no, more recent Young uh, Tomb Raider. Hey, if they hey, you know what though? I, aren't both PlayStation? I wonder if they could one day do a, a <laughs> Uncharted Tomb Raider spinoff, like they uh, Laura do, Croft meets yeah Drake. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be funny. Uh, Mothering Sunday. Looks, uh, oh, that already came out. Some of these, some of these came out already, and they're they're still on the coming soon. The outfit, the outfit. An expert tailor must outfit a dangerous group of mobsters in order to survive a fateful night. Who's in this movie? Mark Rylance. I don't Dylan. care who's in it. That actually seems like it could be a pretty good movie. I I really like uh, Dylan O'Brien. I uh. He's a. I think Dylan O'Brien's a really good actor. He's an up and coming actor. I say up and coming. He did the uh, the Maze Runner series, ah. and he was uh, what's the most Loving Monsters? I thought was good. Dylan O'Brien. <clears throat> uh, Miss Harris goes to Paris. <laughs> a new adaptation uh, about a cleaning lady in 1950s London who falls in love with a hot quarter dress. Huh. Uh, the Batman. 
Ed Ray, are you interested in seeing the new Batman movie starring Robert Patterson as Batman? No, not really. I think Robert Patterson has uh, mostly redeemed himself from I, I don't uh, from from being in Twilight. Yeah, from being in Twilight. No wonder why I never wanted to watch Batman. He, he um, I, I respect that about him. The dude that's just like, oh yeah, I hate that movie franchise. I hated playing that character. And then now, like, and like, I've seen him in other. Have you ever seen The Lighthouse? Yes. With him and Willem Dafoe? Oh, yeah. I saw a meme the other day that was like a picture of him dressed as Edward in the, you know, dressed up in the movie set. Yeah. And they were like, can you believe that this guy's playing Batman? And then a person posted a picture of him from that one movie where he played the drug dealer. And then from The Lighthouse where he was Willem Dafoe. And I said, no, this guy is yes. playing Batman. Yeah. And uh, the fact that. Uh, and they uh, picked a really good villain for this reboot idea. Riddler. Riddler. Like, it is a stop weird... blowing up fucking interstates and hospitals. Like, it, look, Batman is a detective. It is a, a, a like a weird Riddler though. Well, like, but what I'm saying is, is like Batman and all the comics, they're always like Batman is the world's greatest detective. Look, Paul Dano is playing. He he he's gonna be a good Riddler. I just wish. Like, he, he didn't have some weird fucking gonna, mask he, and well, shit. Well, no, like, like that's weird... the thing about the Riddler is that, like, Batman hardly ever got to see his face until he captured him. But, like... But he always just wore, like, the green. Well, yeah, he old have, school Riddler. He didn't have, like, like, this weird terrorist outfit on. No, 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 a lot of... If you've read a lot of new comics, like, they've changed up how, oh, dudes, really? how dudes do their gimmicks. Like, the guys still have the gimmicks, but they've changed it up. Like, Edward Nigma in all recent comics... Hmm. He doesn't even wear the green suit with question marks on it even more. Like, one comic that I read where the Suicide Squad had to go in and rescue him, mm-hmm. he's just like, he's just like in clothes. Is his name Edward? Look, well, it's Edward Nashton now. Oh, Edward Nashton, so not it's Edward a, Nigma. So it's a, um, a play. I mean, they're playing, I mean, like, it'd be like if in fucking another movie they called fucking the Joker Jack Napier. It'd be, yeah. you know, it'd be the same thing. And then Colin Farrell as fucking... Who would have thought Colin Farrell would make a good um, penguin? I'm. I, I, oh, we don't know yet. I, obviously, I, I agree with my buddy Brendan that I'm sick and tired. Like, not sick and tired of it, but it's kind of cliche for the penguin to be like, you know, the fat, frumpy. He's gonna be fat. Well, hey, he's gonna be fat, but you're gonna be able to tell that it's Colin Farrell. <laughs> it's like the, it's the reason why. Like, I don't like the show Gotham, but like my buddy Brendan does, and like. He loves the the penguin from the show Gotham. Yeah, the penguin's like his favorite character. Andy Serkis as Alfred, which is that's good. It, well, no, it's crazy because Andy Serkis is usually like playing like Gollum or Caesar in Planet of the Apes or something where he's got to do like a voice yeah. and like wear a green screen suit. But no, it's just gonna be Andy Serkis as Alfred. Oh man, is he gonna be good as a uh, as Falcone? Maybe. Oh yeah, no, 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 dude, no. Don't. I know he's a good actor. He's a great actor, and he's good at playing those mobster roles, especially if it's like Italian. Funny enough, have you ever seen um with him? Have you ever seen Do the Right Thing? Uh, I guess it's not. an old Spike Lee uh, black exploitation style like m- message movie. I have to, I have to uh, look into it. But he plays an Italian pizza worker. And they, like, have a scene. I don't know if I'm remembering it 100% correctly, but they yeah. have a scene where, like, the Italian pizza worker and the black dude start, like, making fun of each other in a friendly manner. But they're using, like, all racist, like, insults to make fun of each other. But, like, 
that dude's like Italian mannerisms and the black dude coming back at him. Like, like it was, oh, it's, it's such a good movie. And, and funny enough, Do the Right Thing is relevant to like nowadays politics and the way that shit's going down now oh, in yeah. the country. Uh, next up, Downtown Abbey. Is this like a fucking live? Downtown Abbey? I do not care. Oh, no. This is like a weird. Oh, no, I've never been a Downtown Abbey guy, so I don't care. Anyways, The Unbreakable Boy. A young boy with both a rare brittle bone disease and autism, but what makes him truly unique is his joyous, funny, life-affirming worldview that transforms and unites everyone around him. That's kind of like the movie I Am Freak. You ever seen it? No. What happens? I Am Freak. I think it's Macaulay Culkin. It might be. But I Am Freak. It's an older movie? Yeah, it's about Macaulay Culkin. He's got like a, uh, like I think it's like one of those degenerate bone diseases. Well, that's also, uh, but he meets. That's also uh, unbreakable, huh? Yeah, like <laughs> Samuel Jackson. He... Yeah, well, well, no, like the whole thing, like when it says like a boy with autism, and yes. like like well, like okay, the story of I Am Freak is like there's like this big like bully kid, mm -hmm. and like all the other kids in school basically like fear him. I think this is a '90s movie, but like um, Macaulay Culkin plays a kid who has like a degenerate bone disease, okay, and he becomes friends with the big like mean bully kid and the me big mean bully kid like starts like protecting him from like the other kids in class who are kind of bullies too but like in that movie like the the, the kid with the bone disease he's like a like Macaulay Culkin plays him like the way the character is portrayed he's very like cheerful upbeat he always looks on the bright side of things yeah and like the bully who, like, doesn't have any of these medical problems is, like, the one who suffers from, like, the I'm always angry and depressed and stuff like that. And, um, you know, spoiler alert, it gets really sad. Like, Macaulay Culkin's character dies. Okay. And the bully kid has to, like, learn how to move on without <clears throat> his friend. Jeez. And all that. But, like, it seems like in the same vein that it's going to be, like, a really touching and heartfelt movie. Oh, yeah. So what's uh, next? Who, who, wait, who, who's in this, though? Is, is it all new people? As soon as my shit loads. Um. Oh, Zachary Levi. He was uh, the superhero that's fighting Shazam. No, he is Shazam. No, he is Shazam. He is Shazam. Now, what's Shaz what's Shazam's name? I forget. Because <laughs> it's not Shazam. It's whatever. Anyways, Billy Batson. <laughs> but he calls on Shazam, so I can't remember. Uh, looks like he's the only famous person in the movie. Anyways, uh, unwelcome. Uh, Londoners Maya and Jamie, who escape their urban nightmare to the tranquility of rural Ireland, only discover maleficent murderous goblins lurking <laughs> in the not ancient wood. Jesus Christ! So like, let's take gremlins. Oh my God! She's like, she's let's like, take all the stuff. That raining makes, and she's like bathing in blood or something. Let's take gremlins. Let's take all the stuff that makes gremlins fun, and then make it a horror movie. It's gremlins meet uh. <laughs> The fucking what's that weird shitty? Uh, Maya is soon targeted by goblins and her family. She befriended after forgetting to make sure the creatures are fed. It is gremlins. Did she feed them after midnight? <laughs> did, she, or did she forget to feed them after midnight? Oh my god! Beware the locals. All of them is the tagline for this movie. All right, no, that I'm might not, be. I'm, that... Not, I'm, I'm not interested. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, the lost city. Featuring Channing Tatum again. Channing Tatum and uh, what's-her-face. She's famous. Look, he's going to be in one good movie. So I'm Oh, no, that's it. not Channing Tatum. Who is that? 
Oh, it is. Yeah, Channing Tatum and Daniel Ratcliffe. And Brad Pitt. And Sandra Bullock. And uh, I guess all these other people. Hey, Raymond Lee. <laughs> Anyways, that's a bunch of famous people, though. Daniel Radcliffe, Sandra Bullock, Brad Pitt, Channing Tatum. That's a... I might give it a that's chance. That's interesting. Let's see what this is about. A reclusive romance novelist on a book tour with her cover model gets swept up in a kidnapping attempt that lands them both in cutthroat jungle adventure. Now, who's doing the kidnapping? I have no clue. Probably I, Daniel Radcliffe. If Daniel Radcliffe and Brad Pitt are, the kidnapping? are kidnapping people, this is going to be a good movie. <laughs> That's something I gotta see. But the how, how? What's the kidnapping attempt? Fuck it. Maybe on the chick. I guess so. I'm just trying to uh, a romantic novelist. What's the what's the what's the next movie on our? list? Oh, he's a cover model. So they're both kidnapped. So he's gonna be like a weak, like yeah. even though he's fucking buff as shit. But okay, bullet train. Five assassins aboard a fast-moving bullet train find out their missions. Have, have something, something in common. Eh, it seems, it's too vague of a synopsis. And it's got Brad Pitt in it again. And Sandra Bullock! Too many, they're doing too many movies in one year. I can't, I can't. Together! Have. And look, Aaron Taylor Johnson, though. He's decent. Yeah, uh, Zazie Beetz is in it. He's, uh, what all has Aaron Taylor Johnson done that's any good? I'll click on his name real quick. Uh, Kick-Ass, he's Kick-Ass. Oh, okay. Yeah, Kick-Ass. Okay. I was about to say, I know that kid. Yeah. So, Kick-Ass with Brad Pitt and Sandra Bullock, who both are in the previous movie we were just talking about. Oh, Michael Shannon! Hey. Ah! Yeah. It's like a scorpion! Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this movie might be something. Five Assassins, something. Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. Of course I'm waiting for it. Of course the, so, I'm the trailer the trailer by itself sold me, especially with fucking... Uh, uh, Knuckles, yeah, Knuckles catching Sonic in mid roll. He's like, he's still rolling, but he's just holding him. And it's like, um, you think I want your power? <laughs> he's such a fantastic beast. My wife definitely wants to see that. I mean, fucking depths out of it. It kind of sucks. Doesn't that suck? Yeah, it doesn't matter. I, I guess. Don't really care. I guess it doesn't matter. He wasn't in the first one. It was called Thirteen Lives. Thirteen Lives. A rescue mission is assembled in Th- in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Where a group of young boys and their soccer coach are trapped in a system of underground caves that are flooding. Oh, okay. That's like a suspense. Colin Farrell! Colin Farrell again. Viggo and Mort- Viggo Mortensen. Oh my god! And Joel Egerton! Tom Bateman? Damn. <laughs> That's a stacked cast for the beginning right there. I thought it was like kid. What did it say? Oh, a soccer team. Is it a soccer or rescue team where a group of young boys and their soccer coach... But that's like a bunch of older people. Well, Where's the young boys? Playing the young dudes, like the, the. So are these three? Okay, this is a doctor. So this guy is yeah. probably like on the phone or something. Joel yeah, Egerton. Yeah, like it's probably these, these two, two are these two are like rescuers. Yeah, probably are the coach and yeah and sub coach. Coach and All right. co-coach. Anything else on this list? Um, that's really it for uh, what they say is coming out. I guess they're, they're not going to update it past April. Hey, so out of all those movies, like I had like three I'm interested in. The only thing that still, you know, I'm, I'm just waiting on more Marvel movies to come out. I'm one of those lame guys. <laughs> with uh, the fucking, hey, what's his uh, name, the critical drinker? He'd be like, oh, you uh, like Marvel movies. So obviously whenever the rest of the, we'll do this, we'll do this again probably in April. And like finish the list off of anticipated movies. Right. <laughs> we'll do part two. Of 2022 anticipation, but yeah, in the first half of uh, of the year, definitely Fantastic Beast, definitely Sonic. Uh, then we got Batman. Batman. 
And then... Dog. Dog. You have one more. Which one stands out to you? Jackass, Morbius? Jackass. Jackass. And Ray, what are the five movies that stand out to you in uh, in that list? Oh, that's a tough one because... <laughs> I know you're not. You're, Hardly anything should out to this guy. <laughs> he hates. Well, he hates movies for the most part. Yeah, because they're all, they're pretty much the same. You see one, you see them all. That's why you don't want to see them after a while. Is there? Was there any one movie that you found intriguing? Hmm, that's a tough one. Let's see. Let's go back over this real quick. Morbius. Uh, King's Daughter, Jackass Forever, Moonfall, The Black Phone, Black Light, Death on the Nile, uh, Ambulance, Dog, Ghost of uh, blah, 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 Uncharted, which is a play, a game, uh, The Batman, uh, Unbreakable Boy, Unwelcome, The Lost City, Bullet Train, Sonic I 2. I guess I'm going to say Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Sonic the Hedgehog 2! Hey, you, you know what's crazy? You listen to the, when you listen to the fans... You get people hyped. I mean, they listened to the fans. They went back and spent that extra money of uh, changing the look of Sonic to uh, the way it's supposed to. For the most part. Well, that's part. all people are wanting in a video game movie. They're wanting something that's honest to the source of material, but yet fun enough to actually be a movie. Which, judging by the what I'm looking at by the second one, maybe more close to like the game. I feel like the first one they they wanted to do like this weird. Uh, Sonic in the real world. Sonic in the real world is like introducing them. It's kind of like this, like the beginning. You know, it's like here it is, the introduction movie. And now for the sequel, we can actually do a video game film with the shit and fucking everybody with uh, a. Since Jim Carrey is fucking good again. (laughs) No, not just good again. No, I just like the reprisal of his role. Like nobody can tell me that if they weren't excited to see the first Sonic movie, like I was. And if you went in and you enjoyed it like I did, that end of the movie fucking after the credit Oh, yes. Where he has the mustache and the bald yes. head. Yes. And he's like, rock connoissance. <laughs> and she's like, no, yeah, no, totally. I'm ready for a fat, insane Jim like, Carrey as Dr. I, Robotnik. He's like, there seems to be no way of getting home. I'll be back. In three months. Not, not, yeah, I, I respect... Like, that's what I'm saying. I respect the hell out of his whole character. He's like trapped on an alien world. No way to communicate. No way to get home. A lesser man would die on this planet. I'll be home by Christmas. I'll be home by Christmas. And you're just like, damn, homie. And then, yeah, he picks up the rock and he's just like, go ahead and scout ahead. Rock connoissance. <laughs> Oh jeez! So like no that that the ending of the first movie got me hyped for the second movie. Jeez! But out of all of them, out of all of them, Jackass Forever is the one movie that I'm not only like excited to see like I'm prop like last movie I cried watching was Spider Man Homecoming. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever read the comic Spider Man's Darkest Moment? Uh, they they put that in the movie Homecoming, Spider Man's darkest moment. Do they really? It's the okay. scene where Vulture knocks out all the pillars in that building, and the entire building collapses on Peter. Okay, and he has to like he's like calling for help, mm-hmm. but then there's like of course nobody is gonna come and help him. So he's like he like digs deep within himself, and he's like, "Come on, Spider Man!" And he like lifts it all up off of himself. That was known in the comic books as the Spider Man's darkest moment. 
It happened in the comic books the same way, basically. He got collapsed under a massive amount of weight, and it was also flooding. And he called out for help and then realized that he was the only one that was going to be able to get himself out of this situation. He had to dig deep and be a hero. He yeah. had to be Spider-Man. And, like, yeah, no, I was sitting in theater. I cried. I was sitting in theater. I was crying the entire time. Like, I was sitting there by my wife, and she, like, turned to me, and she, like, did the whole, like, put her arms on me thing. Because, like, yeah, Tom Holland did it great, like... He's, like, all stuck. He's all like, Mr. Stark, somebody help. And then, like, nobody comes. And then he's just like, come on, Spider-Man. Come on, Spider-Man. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, no, that's how, it, that's how it should be. So, like, then when it comes to, like, Jackass Forever, like, the Jackass guys, I don't know about you, but they've always been, like, heroes of mine. Like, I've lived, like, that's how yeah. low I am on the totem pole that I've uh, lived such a fucked up life that dudes like the jackass crew I guess, are my uh, fucking heroes. This is a little off topic, I guess, but uh, not off topic at all, really. But you see that uh, Johnny Knoxville just entered the Royal Rumble? Yeah. He's going to be in the Royal Rumble to promote jackass? Yep, I, I respect the hell out of that. <laughs> like, I, I, like, Johnny Knoxville, Steve-O, even Bam, even though he needs to get his shit together, like, all those guys were my fucking heroes growing up. I didn't have normal heroes. Like, even when I do my stand-up comedy, I have a bit called, like, you know, all of my heroes are either dead or people you shouldn't look up to. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and halfways, the reason why most of my heroes who are dead are dead is because you shouldn't look up to them for the things they did. Oh, all right. Well, uh, if if IMDb didn't uh, change their shit up, we could have uh, done the entire year and give us a, a full, like a, a harder uh, top five uh, films that uh, we're looking forward to. I'm looking forward to Batman and whatnot, and uh, I'm actually looking forward to more TV series. I'm. I, I, I started watching Peacemaker. I watched the first three episodes of Peacemaker, and goddamn, John Cena may actually have. John Cena has a role where, like, younger generations will say, oh, Peacemaker. Yeah, that that's John Cena. Like, no, I totally agree, like, with the fact that, like, Peacemaker might be the thing that. Did he, you watch the show? Yeah, I've seen the first see, episode. Oh, the first? Yeah, because uh, they released like, all three. So, and like. It's, I think Peacemaker might have what it takes to make it. DC might be able to start snowballing and get to not not near where Marvel is, but maybe they can start releasing more movies and people who like yeah. the DC side of things can start getting more entertainment in that line. Maybe yeah. TV series is uh, because <laughs> like Peacemaker is such a fucking obscure character. Yes, like. Anytime I talk to people about Peacemaker, they have no idea who the fuck he is. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, you got to look him up. He's like this super, you know, like <laughs> American assassin <laughs> right wing guy. Like, you know, gun loving, uh, fucking bald eagle worshipping. <laughs> so, like, it's, it's crazy how, like, these obscure characters are now coming into the light. And because people have never heard of them, they're actually loving them, which is why I'm excited for the Marvel Moon Knight series. That's yes. Oh, yes. It's because, like, any, once again, just like Peacemaker, anytime I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a Moon Knight series coming out, people are like, who the fuck is Moon Knight? <laughs> and I'm like, Knight? he's like Marvel's Batman. Yeah, I, like, uh, cool. I got into Moon Knight more more towards the uh, the newer uh, comics where he's like wakes up, he's like in the he's like in an insane asylum, and they're like, oh yeah, you think you're a superhero and blah blah blah, and it's like he's being drugged to like not be you know, able to like, use. That's it. I love that. There's always been a thing about his character too, is because he's like possessed by like an ancient Egyptian god of judgment or some shit like yes. that. Like he's schizophrenic. Yeah, 
And before he was possessed by the deity, he was schizophrenic. So now that he's possessed by the deity, it just makes his schizophrenia worse. So yeah, like you're saying, <laughs> doctors are all like, oh, you think you're a fucking superhero, jackass, but you're not. And he's like, I'm pretty sure I'm the Moon Knight. <laughs> I'm the Moon Knight. Oh, and he's God. like Batman, so he just jumps into your, like, as a criminal, he just jumps into your apartment and starts beating your face in mercilessly yeah. with his fist. Did you see that, uh... <laughs> Did you see the comments about how, um, I guess, they were scared to put, to let Peacemaker call Batman a pussy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they were scared to make him do that. But, but it's totally true compared to, like, how his character operates. He's like DC's Deadpool. So, he, yeah, no, of course he would call Batman a pussy. <laughs> Batman, not to get in on that, but Batman has one of the most inefficient fucking ways of fighting crime that you could ever imagine. Running from rooftop to rooftop, beating people up. <laughs> it, one time my buddy Brendan like, pointed out, like even if Batman was like the most like efficient UFC fighter type of guy and he could beat people in like a couple of seconds, traversing an entire city over the course of a night, <laughs> he would probably get like... Eight purse snatchers, a couple drug dealers, and like one mugger compared to how much crime is going on at one time in a city. It's really inefficient versus like, yeah, running around with a gun, like, you know, vigilante style. The other style of vigilante where you don't use the gear in your costume. The other style of vigilante is like the Punisher. The cheaper, the cheaper style where you just have a gun and you shoot people. It's funny, it's like, Man, killing people is the cheap way. Yeah, I know. That's funny. That's how it is in all comic books. There's a character that, in my opinion, crosses that line so perfectly, and that's Iron Man. He's like, no, I kill people. I just do it in a very expensive way with a giant suit. I fly in and shoot repulsor blasts and fucking kill people. It's like That was my whole thing that, like, whenever I was in high school, that's what all the dudes were hyped on. Is the fact that they were like, you seen Iron Man? I'm like, yeah, I've seen Iron Man. They're like, dude, that scene where he goes over there and like all the terrorist guys get like repulsor blast and missile. I'm like, yeah, he killed all those guys just straight up. Those guys are dead. Man. <laughs> uh, I guess the, the last thing that I guess I guess even thinking about is, you know, Peacemaker's obviously a hard R series. Do you think that Disney has the balls to do Marvel Max? Which is obviously the, um, would be the R-rated. Mar- 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 I don't know if you ever had any Marvel Max I'm, comics. No, where I've, read, like, I've read some Marvel Max, but like. Where like, there's like the R-rated comic books. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously. I uh, think what Disney would be willing to do more than like Marvel Max is because with like the What If series, it seems like they've been willing to like tiptoe into ideas. Like, like Marvel Zombies is one of the darkest comics that you can read. Yes. And they've already brought the idea of Marvel Zombies into the What If series. Have you seen the What If series? Yes. Yeah, so you know what I'm saying. Like They yeah, brought yeah. Zombies in. That was a whole episode. Oh, yeah. And then at the end, whenever they fought the Ultron that could go through realities, they even brought the Zombies in to like try to slow him down. Yeah. So like they're already willing to touch on ideas. Like There are universes where pretty dark shit happens. All I think that it's going to require is the right one... Where people like, like, okay, my hypothetical. If they were to release animated style like the What If series, if they were to release Deadpool or Punisher kills the Kill series, yeah, you know what I mean? The Kills the Marvel Universe. 
If they were to release those, I don't think it would catch on as well as if they were to release like um, an animated version of the Shadow of Spider-Man. Okay. You know what the Shadow of Spider-Man is? Explain it. It's uh, he refuses to give up the Venom suit. Oh shit! So it makes him more aggressive, and then eventually in that comic series, um, Aunt May gets killed by the uh, Green Goblin, yes. and like. If you know anything about the way people like to toy with comic books, like Spider-Man's powers technically put him on a level far above where he should be. Like, he's swinging around a city fighting street-level villains when the dude literally has the power to, like, take down guys. Like, that's one thing about the Marvel movies that I love, but at the same time, being a comic book guy, we always have to... Us comic book guys always have to take a step back and say, like, did you know that without the gauntlet, in a physical, man-to-man style, one-on-one fight, Spider-Man could quite easily keep up and handle guys like Thanos. Yeah. He's a precog. You know what that means, Ed Ray? What does that mean? A precog. Spider-Man, with the spider sense, how powerful it is, he can sense what you're going to do before you do it. There's been comic books where people have had him like point-blank with guns to his head. He can react to... A small object going like 400 feet per second. He can react to that in no time at all. So he's a precog. He can basically sense what's going to happen to him before it happens and then react to it. Um, not many other characters have that ability. And not many other characters also have the ridiculous amount of super strength and tensile strength that Spider-Man does. So in the Shadow of Spider-Man comic, when he finds out that like... I forget. I think it was literally Black Cat. He finds out that Black Cat, like, knew that Green Goblin was going to go and kill Aunt May. And so he puts his hand to her face and activates the sticky power and then pulls. Jeez! And he rips her whole face off because Spider-Man's tensile strength in his fingertips could not only easily rip your face off, he could easily rip you in half by sticking his fingers to your shoulders and pulling. Yeah. He could rip you straight in half. He just doesn't do it. Yeah, he just he holds back. 99.9% of the time, he holds back. And in the Shadow of Spider-Man, that comic series, he decides that he's not going to do that anymore. Yeah, which is why the comments made by Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man in the uh, most recent Spider-Man where he's all like, uh, he's like a... Uh, I stopped pulling back my punches. It's like fucking dark. It's like, oh god, he's killing people. It's Andrew Garfield, Spider Man's murdering motherfuckers. Yeah, like <laughs> Spider Man is a really, really powerful hero. So, like, if they were to reduce, like, use something like the Shadow of Spider Man in animated form, I think they could eventually snowball themselves into a place where they could release more graphic content. Yeah, but I think they got to pick the right one. Like, you can't just show the Punisher shotgunning people in the face and think, <laughs> like, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, darker stuff. But, like, you got to do it right. Like, Spider-Man has all the reason in the world to be a bad guy in that in that particular run because of, like, things like Aunt May dying, Mary Jane dying. Like, he goes through, because he decides to keep the Venom costume, his villains resort to more devious and violent things, and that ends up killing his loved ones, so then he reacts in turn more violently. Yeah. Because he's got the fucking symbiote suit. Man. And that's why Spider-Man, in my opinion, is a step above 99% of all heroes out there. Spider-Man, in my opinion, if you're going to start comparing your heroes to other characters and you want to say, like, oh, I want my guy to be successful, like, don't say Batman, Superman, X-Men. If you say you want your character to be successful, you want your character to be successful like Spider-Man. Well, that's 
That's just your opinion. And that's fine, because that's all we got here are... Opinions and, and Oddside Crushies Goose Style Pineapple Guava Beer. Yeah, let's do it. Beer. beer. We are a million simple beers.